0: welcome to the survey field to finish with confidence so we've got a special guest presenter um, with me my, my name is Joe Blecka. I am the TVC product manager a uh, couple of months here on the job uh, before that I came from uh, geospatial support here working for Trimble for about three years and I'm very happy to have uh, Adam here, and Adam, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit?
1: Yeah, hi everyone. Uh, Adam Tigers here, um, from Western Canada originally. I uh, Got a diploma in surveying technology there, and worked for a few years. And um, I'm currently in the process of getting a geomatics engineering degree from the University of New Brunswick. And I'm just on with Trimble here, just in my first month still, and gonna be
0: here for the next year. So look forward to everything. And thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks, Adam. We're really happy to have you here. And uh, you've done great work already. And you're, uh, you bring a nice uh, element of uh, field experience uh, to the team. So thank you very much. I've got my uh, afternoon cup of coffee, which, in my opinion, is, is the best cup of the day. And we're ready to get going here. So I titled this presentation Survey Field to Finish with Confidence, which is a little play on TBC's overall mission of field to finish with confidence. And uh, I want to define why I made that distinction and then what TBC is doing about it, how that fits in to the workflow. We'll go through our demo, go through our typical next steps, and then at the end I'd like to leave at least 10 minutes for some questions and answers. So the survey field to finish workflow what is it? Um, I want to go through an overview of my process when I was working in the field. My background is in heavy civil construction, both as an office and field surveyor. And this is sort of the game plan that I went through, which is a traditional sort of approach, R meaning Trimble and TBC, our core customer and workflow. So first, set out the requirements. Begin with the end in mind. Um, I am a field-educated surveyor. My background is not in a a formal survey education. Um, And so the concept of beginning with the end in mind really stuck with me here as I was learning the ropes, um, defining what the project or what, what the client requires, and then how to plan and execute those requirements. Second step, data collection work out in the field. What tools do I use? Um, The the software and the hardware offerings that that Trimble um, markets and and distributes through your uh, distribution partner are just tools to help you get your work done to meet your requirements. And then how to balance accuracy, efficiency, and precision in the field with those tools, leveraging those tools. QA and QC checks. Step number three, uh, making the decision of how and where to check field data. Uh, Obviously, accuracy and precision are very, very important elements to our work, our survey work. Um, Nothing worse than having to uh, re-survey some data, uh, maybe a little bit of damage to a reputation if if some data that you've collected or a project that you've delivered didn't meet the uh, uh, owner's or your client's requirements and then also I wanted to bring up the point of how to best utilize your survey resources and personnel strengths. Um, for example, I, I worked with a surveyor uh, who in the field was very, very task-based driven, which was great. You gave this individual a task and he completed it very thoroughly, very honestly, um, with a lot of pride. And, and that same individual put in a, an office environment, sitting in front of TBC, for example, um, that wouldn't play to his strengths so it's important to kind of match up and, and view your personnel if you're if you're a crew chief or, or a survey manager uh, to what you're trying to do and the data that you've got collected four-step data prep reduction processing and drafting what tools to use um, hopefully the answer here is TBC and uh, we've created TBC to be a single source tool for you uh, in the office, rather than uh, uh, using TBC as a pass-through, which is okay. We're we're accepting of any workflows, we want to play nice and be friends with everybody. Um, But now TBC can be that single source solution. And we feel because of that, we can provide value or even additional value to your deliverable, um, to your process, and ultimately to your bottom line. Speaking of deliverables, that's sort of the last step here, whether it's a print or a digital deliverable, am I communicating succinctly and clearly? Um, And then are these requirements met? So while I've created a very linear process here, uh, Adam, in your experience, how often does it actually go down like this? Yeah,
1: it's it's surveying definitely something where... uh, there can be a lot of complications along the way. Uh, obviously, your end goal is your deliverables. That's what you're getting paid for. But there's lots of goes go through it in the middle. Um, all the equipment you're using, and it's getting easier to collect data and mass amounts of it. But you still have to be able to to get the right amount and be able to get a an accurate deliverable out of it.
0: Yeah. So so while starting with these best intentions, and and I specifically made this doc this diagram simple, very clean cut. To highlight, the real world is different than this, right? Maybe uh, clients change requirements, so that would then change your data collection. Um, Scheduling conflicts uh, with access to their site, or maybe overzealous or ignorant superintendents that I've experienced, maybe you've done the same. uh, Changing survey field agendas and your scope. Throwing a big uh, heap of tasks into the checks and data prep process. And then if the deliverables change or your requirements change and vice versa, all of, these, um, all of these ultimately come down to the deliverables, their accuracy, and then the data repeatability. So what I almost often found out was that the process kind of looks like this. field work is messy, right? It doesn't always follow a nice linear path despite your best intentions. And the ability to adapt and deliver is the key to success. And so this is the real-world situation and the customer that we target TBC for. So this field-to-finish workflow is built and can be built on TBC with confidence. Here's our little mission statement. Um, I said a little, it's anything but little. It's short and succinct, um, very clear as to where we are right now and where TBC is going in the future. So we want to be your complete survey office software enabling field-to-finish workflows with confidence. And how do we do that? Well, we've done that by aggressively growing the software over the last several release cycles. If you're a a long-time TBCer, then you've probably noticed over the past Couple of release cycles that TBC looks entirely different. Adam, when you're in your what three weeks you've been here, <laughs> can you see uh, we we run lean, we run uh, we run pretty strong, and, and we are trying to get as much value into the software as possible. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely
1: new stuff is continually going out the door, and it's it's, uh, it's a pretty quick pace.
0: <laughs> so the story over the last. Uh, Couple of uh, six months, I'll say, since, since we had our big announcement of our new SX10 total station scanner, has been largely showcasing the SX10. And while Trimble has had uh, tremendous success with that, and we've heard from our customers and been very pleased with the SX10, that's a new product. And uh, we want to focus on our core customers here as well. uh, I'm speaking to you, Um, you're not going to be left behind. Uh, There's been a lot of news about the SX-10 and the SX-10 is a great, great uh, 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 data collection tool, but it's a tool just the same as uh, your old total station is a tool or your old GPS unit um, that you've been using for a couple of years and and has got its battle scars from, uh, from field work. Those are all tools which then we can bring in to TBC their data and complete this field to finish workflow. So that's really the focus of of this presentation and why I think this is really valuable. Um, The sx 10 is great but our core here at at Trimble and TBC is still the conventional and GNSS workflow right now. So some TBC highlights. We're on version 3.9 right now, and I want to cover the last three cycles here, of what we've added and a couple of highlights that I hope to demo here for you. Um, TBC 370 added uh, the ability for you to code points in your feature definition library right. to include in Surface. So an automatic QC check where you can use codes to walk out those points from ever being included in a Surface in TBC. Uh, tops of trees, tops of light poles, buildings, for example, uh, that you wouldn't want included in like, an, in an original ground surface. We've added the ability to auto-scale plan sheet scale bars in our advanced drafting module. We've also added the ability to flatten data when exporting to DWGs and DW, uh, DXFs. Features added with version 3.8. 3.8 was the big kickoff at uh, at our our, uh, user conference dimensions last year in November, a lot uh, circulated around the SX10, but we added a lot of other features as well in addition to support the SX10 and our conventional and uh, GNSS users, such as custom reporting, uh, creating COGO, a nice, the new uh, geometry creation routine that can be leveraged for geometry creation and also uh, uh, cadastral workflows with map checks and creations of uh, survey plats. And then interacting with third party uh, feature coding, being able to import and export uh, in the feature definition manager was added in 3.8 as well. And then our most recent release here in April, version 390, added a legal description writer. Very, very powerful, customizable tool to use alongside advanced drafting so you could create all of your, deli- your plan set deliverables in TBC or to be kicked out in a text format to use with those third parties if that's part of your workflow. We've improved the command pane search as TBC has grown and grown and grown and added features and workflows. Um, the ability to call commands that maybe you don't know what it's called exactly. Uh, that has been added and I'll demo that here shortly. And then also the ability to draft and snap in ortho mode, uh, 90 degree um, uh, methods. So all of these features we're really excited about and and I'm happy to showcase here for for you here using traditional surveying methods of of GNSS and total station data. The demo shown today will cover uh, features licensed by TDC Advanced with the advanced drafting module. And again, I've focused on a familiar data set with these new TVC features. All right, so let's jump into our project.
1: Yeah, like Joe said, there will be a Q&A period at the end here, but if there's any uh, questions or concerns he has, he's going through it, just throw them up in the chat, and uh, I'll hopefully going through them and we can answer them or, or go through
0: them. Yeah. So here's our project. You'll notice some points, some images, uh, image frames, and these vector lines or GNSS observations. This is raw data. So a big, a big message of TBC here as you see, you can see the raw data. You're not dealing with just coordinates alone, where uh, off of a CSV, for example. You have no idea where those co- uh, uh, coordinates came from, how they were collected, with what sort of instrumentation, and then just forget about trying to QC whether or not they were uh, accurately uh, collected to represent the field conditions. We'll refine this a little bit. In our project settings, I'm off screen. I'll bring it on screen here. I want to show you how to change the coordinate system. So right now we're just in a default projection. I'm going to go into change and change it coordinate system and zone to U.S. State Plane, all the way at the bottom here, and the Colorado North. This data. Uh, was right outside of our offices here in Westminster, Colorado. In addition, you can switch and toggle back and forth between units. For example, this data set was collected in meters. I want to see these units and work with these units in U.S. survey foot, common to the United States, in the unit's distance of project settings. You can see in the background that the coordinates have changed automatically. A couple more just sort of introductory things. Your friends are Project Explorer and View Filter Manager. View Filter Manager, along with the layers, allows you to um, control what you view in TBC. And the Project Explorer is sort of the story of your project. What's in here? We've got our points. photo stations and media files. There was some imagery taken with this data with the, uh, I think it was a VX imaging station. And it also shows our imported files Along the routes of the QA, QC story, this shows exactly what was done in order in the field. So to be able to re, um, uh, kind of step through what your field surveyor did, this RTD point was completed with a Helmut ReSection using these points and collected all of this information. So very, very interesting, very powerful tools here at your disposal. A unique feature to Trimble Business Center. Now, I mentioned the command pane earlier. Um, Let's say, for instance, I wanted to view this data in 3D, and I didn't know where that 3D data or the 3D view was on our ribbons here. If I press the F12 key, the command pane launches. And the improved command pane here allows you to search for things, it's an automatic wildcard search where anything with what you've typed in, any command will show up. So I'll type in 3D, I wanted to launch a 3D view and all of the the, um, commands that start with 3D show up here. I can launch the command right from the command pane. And I've got my 3D view. Close this out. And I'm going to press and hold to drag the 3D view and dock it separately. So I can view these things, this data set, in um, plan view and in 3D view at the same time. Now if you'll notice here as well, again on our QAQC story, there are these red flags. What do those flags mean? There's red flags and yellow flags. Red flags are are computational errors or tolerances exceeded, and yellow flags are just warning. While TVC won't tell you what to do with these, they will display that, hey, something's going on here. Take a look. So in the View tab, if you open up the Flags pane, You'll see the source of these flags. I'm going to focus in on these two right here. If I pick the entry in the flags pane, it is then selected in my views up top. So right here, from this Jeffco AZ MK to RTK, or excuse me, RTD to 700, there's a mean turned angle MTA with a residual that exceeds the horizontal tolerance set by the project. Well how do I deal with it? It's up to the user. We won't tell you how to deal with it, we'll just tell you we're reporting the raw data. Uh, One way for additional information is to right click and say mean angle report. This will launch an HTML report showing the components of the mean angle and there's our residual, five seconds. Where this residual comes from is in our project setting. Computation, mean angles. You can see the horizontal and vertical angle residual uh, uh, acceptance is three seconds. So there, that's where the uh, uh, tolerance comes from. The next one I wanna focus on is the Jeffco point itself and it says this point is auto-tolerance. It's pretty high. Uh, This is several inches, 22 hundredths horizontally and 62 hundredths vertically. Again, I can right-click on this to launch a bunch of features. If I have this selected in the flags pane, it will also be selected in my points or also in my views. If I right-click, go to Point Derivation Report, I am then presented with an HTML report that is linked to my data, reporting on the coordinates or the uh, excuse me the observations and the measurements that define this coordinate. So this Jeffco point can only have one physical location in space, but there's two different observations. And this grid point here is probably keyed in in the, in the field, is used to define the grid northing easting elevation and height. And here's the point that's throwing it out. Remember I said 2200 and uh, 6200 vertically? And you can see it's enabled as a check. So the surveyor probably in the field went through and uh, checked, tried to check back into this uh, uh, Jeffco point from point RTD. Just use it as a check and for whatever reason, maybe it's worth a phone call to your your field surveyor, say, hey, what happened here? We can deal with this in TBC. Since it is only a check, I'm gonna go ahead and disable that observation. And I can do that by by expanding the uh, point option in the Project Explorer, finding the observation, here it is, Right-clicking, say properties. And yep, here we go, confirmed as a check. I can turn that to disabled. And recompute my project with the F4 key. And the flag goes away. Now Adam, that was pretty easy to make that uh, that red flag warning go away. Do you see some problem with what I just did?
1: Yeah, I mean, your, your problems still there technically, I mean, you disabled it. Um, Like you said, you didn't get rid of the problem, you just almost ignored it at that point. It'd be good if you had another check that actually checked into it properly. Right,
0: right. So very, very powerful tools here, and we are definitely not advocating hiding potential issues in the data, but at least you're made aware of it, and TVC, if you, as the manager or as the data processor, deems that this problem isn't a problem, you can adjust, uh, uh, adjust accordingly. Another useful tool is the spreadsheets in data. You, we've got a couple of different spreadsheets here points, occupation for total station measurements, vectors for uh, uh, GNSS. I'm going to launch. The point spreadsheet and again dynamically linked to our data any point that I pick in the spreadsheet will then be highlighted in my views I get a feature code that I could change so very very powerful viewing and uh, and editing tools here Uh, TBC has a full suite of CAD applications drafting um, in the CAD tab and then the edit tab. I want to go through a couple of new ones that we've added here recently over the last couple of, of cycles. So in my view filter manager, in the raw data, for clarity's sake, I'm going to turn off RTK vectors and then total station vectors, observations, excuse me. And we're going to leverage here feature coding in a second. I'm going to play a nice fun game of connect the dots. It sounds like fun on, this, this, uh, on today, right, yeah. Um But I do want to show you a couple of no, new CAD tools in the CAD tab. So these tools are licensed right now to advanced drafting. Line string front points, a uh, more automated way to play connect the dots. And then the best fit line command that will create straight or curved lines based on point selections. And then we'll get into a little bit of create cogo. I left the point sheet up here because I want to show you how you can leverage this as a selection tool. There's a series of points here from A7010 to A7018 that I would like to create a line for and I could use the create line string tool up here but if I've got these points selected and I click on the create line string from points my selection is retained and I can hit apply and very quickly I've got a line in the same approach connect uh, um, do a best fit, best fit line between these points, pick my points, pre-select, launch the best fit command, and this will automatically draw before I even said to draw it. Straight line in 2D, 3D, also polynomial curves in 2D and 3D. Hit apply, and my line is created. So here's my best fit line. and then here's my uh, connect point line. Now I mentioned the Create Cogo routine earlier and this was uh, originally started off as a cadastral workflow, but development realized, hey, I think we're onto something here real real good. Um, We wanna expand this as a way to draft. I'm gonna launch the command okay I don't want to create points that's what I just unchecked and there's three different options here which to draft and and drafting you can draft freehand Um, with this tool you can take a a of survey and draft uh, uh, bearings and distances or um, you could you could actually use this to uh, to trace these points out which I'm going to show here and those three options using this tool are the uh, uh, sort of graphical uh, type base here, the drop-down list, and then it also interacts with the plan view. Drafting line work, arcs, and then side shots as well. You'll notice here, I could pick using this tool in the drop-downs, but each of these have two two letter codes after it. Once you become a whiz at this thing, Adam, you was. (laughs) uh, No, not yet. I'm not either. Um, Once you uh, get used to this and if you're in, if you uh, you really utilize this tool, you can start going these things by um, freehand. And I'll show you. I want to do a line by points. Again, remember I'm going to connect these dots, these points. And the code LP shows. I can click in the start point, and I can type in my point where I want to start from. A710. 7010, excuse me. Where I want to end, I can graphically select there, okay, enter a new line, or alright, I know what line a line by point is, I can just type in using the keyboard. Following so that same format. And I just use the letter keys and the enter key to start a new line. And my line is drafted. So we've got a lot of flexibility here now in how you do want to draft pretty um, uh, pretty useful functions. But for my money, to figure out a site topo like this, especially one that I know has been used, uh, feature codes have been used in the field. The easiest and most efficient way is to use feature coding. If you've got data sets using a FXL, which is the actual file, from Trimble Access, your field data collection software, or another library that can be converted to the FXL in the feature definition manager, kind of uh, utility that goes along with TVC. You can then process that FXL with the data in TVC. In the CAD tab, I'm gonna click on the Process Feature Codes command and launch the project settings to define my FXL, the actual library, with all the codes. For this tutorial, it uses the Global Features tutorial. I'll navigate to that really quick. There's just a um, a tutorial text here on, uh, oh, sorry. Right there. Global Features tutorial. Load that in as my feature definition file. Click OK. It loads in. I pick my source to process. You could feature code using TVC drafted points if you would like. So it's not limited just to field data. Click my source, which is just my field data. I hit process. I'm prompted to view a feature co-processing report. I do want to view that because I can use that then as a QC tool. And like I was saying earlier, field data and collection can be messy. It's, it can be stressful. You're doing a lot. you got a lot on your mind out there. Um, maybe field conditions are, are particularly rough that day. There's a chance that maybe you fat-fingered or... Uh, messed up a, a feature code. So right here in the processing report, it shows the number of points using unknown feature codes and then those number of uh, unknown feature codes with those specific points. RD and CB, for example. So leveraging TBC and feature coding as a QA and QC tool as well. All right, so here's my line work. Um, I had mentioned a couple of uh, or a uh, new fe- or a uh, feature in TBC 370 to be able to leverage coding to include or not include things in surfaces. I want to show you that. I want to click on my tree here. It's a broadleaf tree. Right click and say properties, coded BT, and here based in the feature definition library it's coded to include in the surface. Well, I don't really want to include these in the surface, so a couple versions ago, I'd have to go through and click through all of these trees to mass select them and change them to nil. No. We've added, I just right clicked in Plan Space, in Match Properties and a Select Similar command, and I'll click on Select Similar, to instantly select all of those trees with that same BT code, I can then turn them to no, do not include in the surface. So with that, I'm gonna clean up the view here, turn the point IDs and point symbols off, also turn off the media file, media folder notification in TVC. I'm going to create a, a quick surface out of this. There I don't want to pick up this control point down here. And I can create a surface in the surfaces tab. Create surface. We'll call it OG for original ground. You notice your objects with included surface properties Recognizes it. Really quick triangulation and viewing the surface and the triangulation. Notice how these tree points are now not included in the surface. A quick tip I like to run through with surfaces go into properties. Um, as you, oh, it's got the feature still selected. Uh, as you work with irregular shaped surfaces you can potentially run into these long inaccurate triangles because it, it's a triangulated surface, it's just looking from point to point how to create as many triangles to be as dense as possible. Well, this is um, the entrance to this uh, parking lot here. We didn't collect any information here therefore I don't want to include these, surf- these uh, um, surface triangles. You could go through in surfaces and go through the trim surface edge command or you can go into the properties of the surface maximum edge length. By default it is set to one million meters. That's a lot lot of meters. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that translates obviously into 3.28 million feet. Let's reduce that to And those triangles will then be automatically trimmed out. Very quick, very handy tool. Um, for what I want to do next, I want to create some contour lines on the surface. I don't want to see really the surface at all. I'll turn the wireframe off. In the Surfaces tab, there's a Create Contours can specify your contour interval. I'll say it's a one and an index contour frequency of five. Um, I, I, I equivalent these two, um, to the uh, major and minor contour intervals if you're uh, from a, C, a civil 3D environment. You have the option of coloring the contours, giving them line weights. I'll say I want to color the contours by elevation. I'll keep them a little smoother and then labeling them. If you don't want to label them, you can put in zero here. And right now, based on the uh, surface I have and the, the contour interval I have, it gives you a preview of how many contours. That's the number of contours, 81. Now I know this data set. There is a problem here. There's, there's not 81 feet of relief on this. So I'm gonna say okay. And I've used the contour interval as a QC tool. This point right here is bust. So electric utility, PP, I imagine is power pole. What's not included in the surface Surface automatically re-triangulates, go into my Project Explorer, Surfaces tab. The contours, while they are 3D uh, line strings, they are still tied to the logic of the surface. And I've set the rebuild method in the properties, set to by user. You could set that to auto to automatically regenerate if the surface has been changed like it should be or right-click on contours and say rebuild contours this other point is still included I'm not going to be too worried about that but that gets the demo across what I really wanted to show Uh, another thing that we've added in uh, TVC recently has been further support for creating plan sets so in the drafting tab licensed by Advanced Drafting. We've added uh, textile Managers, Label Style Managers, Label Table Style Managers. So rather than going through and manually labeling text, and uh, say for instance, you uh, had a, a font that you wish to change on, on a couple hundred text entities, you could just change the text style that is applied to those texts. You don't have to go through and click each um, 100, 300, whatever, however many text objects you have to change. Same logic applies to label style managers and the label table style manager. What I want to do for my, uh, my plan set, that's what I'm ultimately going to be creating here. See I didn't even follow my own logic, I didn't tell you what the end was in mine. The end here, over the next 10 minutes or so, is to create a plan sheet of this surface, of this uh, parking lot topo. And then if there's time, kick out a land.xml surface file to be imported into a third-party data uh, uh, software to show you our interoperability. So what I'd like to do is label the surface area of these parking lot islands. So these three are right here. So those are closed figures. I go into my Label Style Manager first and I can label lines, points, and polygons. All three with their own unique styles and types that you can include in the label. I get a nice little preview of what I've got. So right now, the standard label style that comes default with TBC has the uh, polygon name and then the square footage. I don't care about the name exactly. I just want the the square footage. If I click on it, I get the properties to remove it. If I wanted to change the units or precision, I'm going to center it, and that center moves it to the centroid of the object in question. I'll click OK. So now I've got my, my style ready to go. I just need to apply it. In the label polygons command, I can select a single polygon to label, or I can multi select, and I'm going to do that. This island has a curve associated with it, so I'm going to pick the inside. And I'm multi selecting by holding the shift key down as I go and pick through these polygons. say add and there is my label now I've created this label to um, using the standard textile and I can go into that real quick I want the back to be white out so I can actually read it over my contour line so I know I use the textile standard I'm going to check whiteout, hit OK, Recompute the project. Maybe I didn't use the standard. Okay.
1: In the the label style manager. Yeah, you
0: you have to do it in the label style manager for labels. So I'm in the properties of the label, set the whiteout to yes. We've added a create leader line command as well. And that's just, Clicking on the label of the target and dragging where you'd like the text to be. And now we're ready to go. I'm happy with the surface. That was my requirement. I want to create a plan set in my drafting tab, drafting templates. What will launch is a series of templates and I recommend you start with one of these pre-built templates that Trimble has uh, offered with TBC and customize them to yourself your own your customers uh, requirements your company's requirements it's a simple process of dragging and dropping the VCE in or excuse me VCO and you'll notice here a new entity in the project Explorer called plan sets project Explorer is really integral to using drafting and the advanced drafting module There's a concept of uh, a hierarchy here where we've imported a plan set, we've got a series of sheet sets, and then individual sheets. The sheet sets supported by PVC are cross-section sheets, plan sheets, plan grid sheets, and plan and profile sheets. I just want to create a plan sheet, so I'm right-click the custom sheet. I'll call it test and now you see a new arrow appears there is my individual sheet so sheet sheet set plan set right click again say new sheet view and here's my paper space the link between my model space and my paper space is the concept of a DynaView The DynaView first needs to be defined by a closed figure. Any closed figure will do. I like using a polygon because it auto-fills. I'll show you um, what I mean there. In Create Polygon, I'll say name it Dyna, and I'm going to pay attention to what layer I put this on. Create a new layer. Call it Dyna, say okay. And now I create my polygon geometry by just clicking, close, I'll jump back into my sheet view. While I just created a polygon uh, around my data, I need to now create my DynaView. In create DynaView, give it a name, DynaView. It's looking for a frame, that's my polygon. It's looking for a scale that we're not going to worry about right now but it's looking for a location as well and this is the location in your paper space where you want to see this data you get a little preview there right now it's at 8.333 which is way too big I'm gonna bump that up to hundred insert it and there's my view. Now, a little trick here as well, and why I use Polygon, is that this ugly gray uh, uh, color and the border I don't want to see. I want this to be nice and clean and neat. I jump back to my View Filter Manager that I have active, just my filter. I go into my Layers, turn off the Dyna Layer, and instantly TVC will. Um, update I've got another minute I will show the auto scaling of uh, the scale bar in drafting I'll click create scale bar I can target a DynaView so it reads my 100 scale from the DynaView if I pick that DynaView properly the text is a little large I could go in and change the text style for issues of time right now. I'm not going to worry about that. But as your dynamic scale changes, this scale bar will also change. Printing a plan set is quite easy. Print plan set in your drafting tab. You could print physically to a paper. We've also added a print to PDF option. I'll click OK. And your PDF viewer will launch your plan set. So I did that, I was looking at the clock, I did that in about five minutes. This is all customizable to how you would like uh, like to see. So icons here for uh, your company logo can be inserted, custom text, custom text blocks, um, blocks of title blocks from uh, uh, DWG, for example, or writing can be inserted into TVC, fully support blocks. Uh, specifically from Autodesk so a lot a lot of flexibility here as well um, I'm not going to have time to get into it but we offer an XML land XML export if you exported this surface using this and then you get an XML file bring it into civil 3d or uh, any uh, program that reads the XML the triangulation will be the same and also what comes in are the surface members that define that surface. So you'll get all of the geometry and all of the points as well. So I went a little long here on our demo. I'd like to uh, answer any questions. Adam, what do we got, man?
1: Yeah, we got a, a few questions. Uh, one of them asking about the best fit line in 3D, if it uses a 10 to determine the, the best fit with the elevation, which I assume it just uses the point node
0: elevations? Yes, maybe um, you could, uh, whoever asked that question could clarify, but the best fit line we'll just use those nodes selected. Um, if that didn't answer your question, um, please follow up. Uh, another one,
1: um, appears CAD functions were developed with Autodesk in mind, Is this also compatible with MicroStation. Uh, I wasn't here for much of the development of DVC, but I, I know, like I so said, one of the goals is to, the operability with all the other softwares out there. Um, so the CAD functions are pretty similar. Uh, I don't know if you want to expand on that, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we want to play nice with, with everyone. And um, while the, the DGN format from Bentley is not supported, we do offer a full support of the iModel um, format, the, the dgn.itm. Um, that was an initiative uh, a couple of cycles back as well. So importing data from an iModel format Directly in the TBC with intelligence, so the routing intelligence from, from the Bentley product. Uh, in addition, you can hook up to uh, Bentley's ProjectWise to share data back and forth and pull data directly from ProjectWise in the TBC. And then going back out, if applicable to a Microstation or a Bentley, in the export, we offer the DXF. That's probably your best bet, in addition to the Land XML.
1: I have a question here from Travis. What happens to the point if you disable it? Uh, As far as I know, the point still exists there, um, but it's not going to be using any computations.
0: Correct. So let's take, for example, this, this kind of rogue point here. If you can see, I've got a little slice of my surface and contour still there point nine twenty six check out the properties scroll up to find it it is defined by a single total station measurement I'm going to go ahead and disable it see my little red button here uh, is on uh, notifying me that I need a, a compute project I'll recompute the project the point goes away I turn the surfaces off but it also would then um, not be included in the surface definition. And I'm gonna rebuild the contours and you'll see there that the, uh, that point is not included in the contours either. And to turn that back on, data is still there, 926, I would just re-enable that point.
1: Um, speaking of contours, how about edit a single contour line?
0: yeah so these contour lines are just focused are uh, featured as CAD polylines and um, single elevation you could right click and hit edit also appear in the edit tab and as you can see there's there's a (laughs) lot of uh, uh, vertices are all the same elevation. If I pick an area I want to edit, I can click and manually edit that contour line as well.
1: Um, we have a couple questions here about FXL and the, the feature feature coding. Um, let's see, How do you control and change the size of point
0: symbols inserted by the FXL? That would be in the feature definition manager. Um, who asked that question? Uh, it's, uh, George Turner. George, we'll get back to you on that. Unfortunately, I think that answer um, for how to change the point symbol size is um, a little bit more involved than what we have time here. You'd have to uh, do that within the feature definition manager. And so um, myself or somebody from the TVC team will reach out uh, to you all with that answer. Again, with Excel files, we have
1: difficulties holding block scales and exporting to AutoCAD. Is there a trick to this? Um, I, I think that's a, an issue that we're, we've been aware of. Um, and there's a workaround, and uh, again, someone can reach out, I guess, after. Okay.
0: Yeah, so the, the base of that question is difficulties with exporting blocks, feature-coded blocks, to Autodesk. And that interoperability is key to TBC, we want what you see in TBC to be the same in Autodesk as well. And there are a couple of limitations right now, a couple of, of things that don't come over properly. And we are actively looking on that. And I had a meeting um, with Autodesk about that a couple of weeks ago. And um, stay tuned, I'll say, because there's uh, active uh, development on that issue on that front. Uh,
1: we have. COGO legal descriptions, again, um, or another one, uh, is it based on grid bearings or geodetic bearings? I believe it's only grid bearings, but there is a grid and ground distances.
0: Yes, so in COGO, and this is a very good question, in the Create COGO routine, you can specify if you're working in horizontal grid or ground. So either or is supported.
1: But just grid brains. Like it's meant for small scale things, I believe. Confirm
0: that. Okay, (laughs) we'll confirm that. (laughs) All right, I got a couple minutes left. I'll go back, jump back into my presentation. The next steps, hopefully, um, this has entertained you and you've learned a couple of things. I'm very happy to announce that our uh, July monthly power hour, we're going to have Mark White, who is a geospatial training and support manager for our distribution partner in Georgia, Duncan Parnell. Uh, Mark is a great guy, and and I would I would argue um, uh, an expert in this in this topic, of defining differences and working with grid and ground coordinates, uh, a topic that's very uh, essential to, to us surveyors, and I want to thank Mark for that help looking forward to that so please tune in uh, in a couple weeks from today. Your next steps would be to utilize the online resources either our TBC community page or our, our Trimble uh, TVC Facebook page um, we've really cr- tried to create a user forum and with the community page and, and it is monitored by Trimble and TBC staffers, but uh, it's a great, a great thing to see uh, as as a product manager to see our customers, um, our base, interact with each other. Um, uh, Boris and Riley, uh, who who have been in this position um, briefly before uh, uh, before me, um, have done a great job of growing the software and creating this, and and this is a, a large part of their legacy is that. We've got excitement around TBC. Um, There's a lot of positive momentum, and you can see that from our TBC community page. Um, YouTube videos, our TBC survey channel has been around. We've got about 2,000 followers there. A lot, a lot of content, I think about 200 videos. Check those out. Obviously, these TBC power hours, um, this session will be recorded and is being recorded, and will be posted for viewing uh, online at this location. All of the previous monthly sessions, and there's been about a, we've been doing this for about two years now, are on this site as well, archived, documented for your viewing. So I would encourage you, if you're not uh, a TBC user, to go ahead and download TBC from the webpage there. Uh, ask your Trimble partner, your uh, distribution partner, for a demo license, a 30 day demo. And then start off with the digital resources or the tutorials. You'll find this exact data set that I used here today under the uh, Processing Feature Codes tutorial. And also we've been doing a very successful, popular uh, tip of the week as well that will reach out to you on Community and on our Facebook page. So any of these questions or any of the follow-ups that uh, that we need to to take, um, we'll get back to you. Thank you very much for your attendance. Adam, thank you very much for your help. Yeah, thanks for having me and thanks for listening, guys. And uh, thank you for your time, and everybody enjoy TBC. We'll see you next month for Grid and Ground.